I got a message for your American buddy. I'm your wife, damn it! Ah, would have to go up to the wives in the library or the supermarket and say hello. I am new here. I know, George, you think I don't know anything, but I know people. I get 18 years of my life to stand in the same spot as you. You want your file? I found you your file. You want it out? I got you out. You needed money? I found you some. Now, let's face it here. I've got to, you know, latch on to something in my life. Oh, yeah, you blind. No use to try to sweet talk me, Miss Scarlet. I know you ever since I put the first pair of diapers on you. Who was going to love me? Who, who was going to make me feel good? I wish I had a mother like me instead of nice. Nice gets you shit. I got a two-inch thick solo in steak. Sit and defrost and wait this minute. When you and Guy come over and supple with us tonight, what do you say? Supporting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to celebrating and dissecting the performances of our favorite Best Supporting Actresses. My name is Nick Kachanov, and it's Sister Bernarda, you terrorist. <laughs> and my name is Colin Drucker, and I'm a nun. I know my God stuff. <laughs> a great line, a great line. Oh. I feel like some of the stuff was lost in translation. Even I that know, like, you know, a moderate about a amount of Spanish, you know what I mean? Like, she was saying, like... You're very strong in Spanish, like que fuerte or something, like how strong. And it was like the subtitle was like incredible. You're incredible. And I was like, that's mm. an easy one. You know what I mean? Right. I just wonder what we're not getting. I um, know. But anyway, uh, I, I mean, I, I'd like to think that, uh, you know, I'm a nun. I know God stuff was exactly how it was meant to be. Conveyed. It felt that way when she was saying it, because I know what you're talking yes. about is like, and that's sort of the thing with movies in another language is you do that extra little bit of work of like oh can i can i insert that inflection into this translation and get the full effect you know what i mean yeah um there's a moment i'll mention later where that happens where i was like oh my god it it worked perfectly it fit perfectly but we'll talk about it and of course involves queen milagros um uh, i've just been walking around my house all day like i'm peeing and i'm just like milagros the way they say it uh-huh. milagros milagros sister Mil- milagros it's just like it's so satisfying. I know. I, I know. And I love her. Can't I wait. love her. I love this movie, folks. Today we are here to talk about 2017's Holy Camp, or if you're from Spain, you might know it as La Llamada. And La Llamada. Uh, a a musical that uh right off the bat, I'll say, like, I shouldn't work. <laughs> you know what I like it is I can't yes. believe it works. Like it's the plot is nuts, and yet I, both times I've watched this movie, I spent about 75% of it crying. So whatever that's about, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's, uh, you got to explore that. Yeah. I, oh, go ahead, continue your thought, though. It sounds like you Oh, no, those are my, that's yeah. just my opening, my opening thoughts. Uh, but yeah, and the reason why we're doing this is because uh, on All Right Mary, you know, in my, my Mrs. Doubtfire life, when I put on the wig and prosthetics and do All Right Mary... Yes. We recently, we've been doing Drag Race España on Patreon, and they had a challenge that was inspired by La Yamada because the writers and directors of Holy Camp are judges on Drag Race España. And so um, that, you know, kind of brought this to, to uh, our attention. And then some, you know, some of our Spanish listeners were like, oh, you should check out the movie it's based on. So it's on Netflix. Heads up. I know Netflix is not... You know, everybody's favorite streaming platform right now, but use it while you can. Uh, And so I had watched it just to kind of get some context for the episode. And 
Well, it, 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 miracles do happen. I just, I saw God and her name was Belen Cuesta. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Belen Cuesta. I, I'm so excited. I actually do want to go watch that episode of España now. What episode is that? Is that like four or five? Yeah, What's and that? I was going to say you should because the, the musical challenge that I do is you'll get all the references and you'll see I know, kind of yeah. how much of it they carry over. It's I think it's episode four of season two and in like WoW Presents Plus, it's called The Calling. Oh, perfect. Yeah. that is It's such a drag race like musical number kind of movie. You know what I mean? I could already picture it. And yeah. I know it's like, it's already camp. The camp is built in. Literally, camp at Hon- camp. Honk, honk. Yeah. Well, I know, yeah. Waka, waka. <laughs> well, and you know, seeing just the, the challenge on Drag Race España first, I, before seeing the movie, I was like, this is... Well, she probably doesn't kiss the nun in the movie. <laughs> yeah. I saw the movie and I was yeah. like, oh no, she kisses her. I could see why you would think that too. Yes, it's yes. weird. Um, but anyway, so I, I am, you know, I, I came, I, I'm coming into this episode already, you know, um, just the 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 weeping tears of, you know, is there some miracle about weeping tears or Jesus wept? I'm Jesus wept right yeah, now. Yeah, there we go. Please welcome to the stage, Jesus wept. Jesus <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe mine is like, oh, what is it? Died for your sins. <laughs> Please welcome to the stage. Died for your sins. Died for your sins. <laughs> I don't know where my brain that went, but it's, it kind of works. It Died for works. you. Yeah, I love Died that. Died for your sins <laughs> with a Z. With a Z. I was going to say it has to be Z. Um, well, All right. So that, this is a small tangent, but uh, there's a drag name I've been holding on to, um, Sina de Croix, and it's S-I-N-A and then D-E. C-R-A-W-Z. So you have to say it with the accent. Oh, I love that. I, I also love Sign of the Cross uh, as like a Brooklyn spin there. Uh-huh. Uh, what about like Resurrection? Resurrection, <laughs> like, yes. Sounds like someone on Dragula. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. Well, there was a Dragula Resurrection like mini uh, event. It was like between seasons. Oh. But I, and I can't believe it didn't occur. I think when we covered it on All Right, Mary, I do not believe either of us made the Please Welcome to the Stage resurrection. So yes. you're an original over here with that one. All right. Well, all that to be said, I was very excited to bring this to Best Supporting Podcast across the streams and bring this to your attention, especially as, I mean, you were just the, the lead in Carmen in Pittsburgh. So to bring <laughs> it to your feet as a musical aficionado... Um, I'm dying to know what you thought. I, I would say uh, the move. Uh, okay, so whoa, I just my brain went in six different directions whoa. here. So the first thing I want to say is, I feel like this is a movie with music. But I to that point, was this also a play slash musical before it was a movie? Yeah. That, so okay, or, originally I know because it's not for a quote unquote musical. It is definitely a movie with music. There's like three yeah other than god there's like three musical numbers but that's true yeah god uh, has a lot yeah it was originally it is a, and i think it's still happening it's still playing in in spain but it was originally oh, a musical cool. um and was a huge success and then you know somebody wanted to produce it and so then the javis who you know wrote and produced the the musical and are on drag race España, they then wrote and produced this movie and uh the girl who plays maria is one of the javis sisters Oh, I love that. Yeah. Oh, my God. She's so beautiful. Right? Oh, I had, like, such a crush on her. Right? I don't know. It's These insane. girl crushes lately. 
Add her to the list. Yeah. Um, Again, it's like writing this down on paper, it should not work. And I really do think I was like 50. I would like to watch this again because I was 50. I was split because I was like, this is so weird as I was watching the last 15 minutes of it. But then again, like if you set that aside and just like embrace it for what it is, even though things start to escalate like pretty abruptly towards the end. Um, it's beautiful and fun and campy and like a total original story. It's just like so wacky and wonderful at the same time. Yeah, and I, I feel in some ways that covering Drag Race España right now and kind of like digging into that maybe prepared me for this because I like settled into it being a different tone. And like knowing yes. and being familiar with the Javis, I felt like I... I knew that this was not like one of those like horror movies where it turns out that prayer is the answer at the end. And it's like, it was a Christian movie the whole time, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and so while this veers on the border of a Christian movie, it's, it's written and produced by two gay men who are not pushing an agenda. And so it's like, I think having that context helped me not feel like, Hmm, this is weirdly on the nose. This is really about a girl trying to connect with God. Yeah, because even the numbers that, uh, just going back to the music too, like the number with um, Sister Milagros and uh, Bernarda, Madre Bernarda, yeah, Mm -hmm. like that piano number was crazy, but like it was such a great way and like a seamless transition from like talking about something and then do it, like singing about it, Mm -hmm. because it was like about music, which just works, and it was such a joyous, that's when I texted you, I was like, yes, we're covering it this week, like, Mm -hmm. I I was just so into it, and then it, like, it does, you know, a lot of Whitney Houston, which I'm never going to complain about, but yeah, I think, I still think it's, I would love to see the stage musical. When were we just talking about going to Spain last week? Let's go. I know. I (laughs) Yeah. I I don't know if we need a third reason. I think I have like 27 of them if you need one. I am ready. Let's go to Spain and see Holy Camp and, you know, meet Macarena Garcia because, uh, and Bella and Cuesta. I want to meet all these women. Forget the hot men of Spain. I want to meet the women. I know. Uh, And this is a movie with all women. Mine is Carlos, but Carlos is great. I know. So, and I guess mine is God. <laughs> but that's um, true. Yeah. But for, yeah, for some reason, yeah, I didn't include him. But yeah, it <laughs> mine is, is God. Yeah, mine is God. Yeah. Uh, so, for anyone who is not familiar, because I, I can imagine this may have not gotten onto many people's radars. Uh, if you're not Spanish or you're not, I don't know, into musicals or God or whatever. But uh, so this is about a. Um, there's these two girls. I don't really know their age. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with like. 17 maybe maybe I'd, ho- I'd like to say 18 but i don't know what they're doing summer camp at 18 but let's say 17 yeah, i like that and so they are at this summer camp run by nuns and they uh most of the camp goes on a big kayaking trip in the beginning which you know in the in the challenge on drag race España, i was like man this is weird where's the rest of the campers and the nuns and then seeing the movie i was like oh they're literally aren't in this movie they leave after the first 10 minutes And so everybody else in the movie goes off on this camping trip or this canoe trip and just leaves behind uh, Maria and Susana Romero. Take a drink every time someone says Susana Romero. (laughs) I know. It's so Um, good. And uh, and with them, the the new mother superior, Bernarda, and uh, the beloved Sister Milagros, a a younger Mm. nun who uh, is 
my queen. She is, uh, uh, God, she is everything. Uh, and so yeah. it's really just the four of them. And then the cook, Janice or Janice. And that's pretty much everyone at the camp. It's like the setup of a horror movie. Yeah, it really and, is. Uh, and in the meantime, Maria, one of the girls, um, is having visions of God coming to her where he appears, you know, in like a glittery, you know, uh, jacket. Very teen angel very, from Greece. Right, yes. right. And, you know, appears, you know, in front of her singing Whitney Houston songs. And so in the meantime, Susanna Romero uh, is discovering her sexuality and discovering that she may be in love with Sister Milagros, who in the meantime is uh, revisiting her past as a, a singer in a band and is questioning even being a nun. And, um, and then there's Bernarda, who is here to bring her modern musical tastes to the camp and um, connects with Maria in this whole, you know, connecting with God situation. So it's all these kind of intertwining little things that happen between these four women. And, you know, it all ends with a, um, a big duet with God singing step-by-step by by Whitney Houston. I don't know how we got there, but it's not to love. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, bravo. That was, that was pretty succinct actually. I I was like, what? Yeah. It's like, that's, you hit everything really. That's pretty much Um, the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and maybe I'm jumping ahead of this too, but like, First of all, I want to start by saying that I was I was on IMDb and someone there's not many comments about this movie, but one of them was like, if you're Spanish, you'll get it. And if you're not, you probably won't get it. Mm-hmm. But I, and I don't really know what that means, but I do know what it means at the same time. I just feel like, you know, everything that we might not understand as Americans in in like. Uh, I don't know, maybe like the style of the movie, the humor of the movie, like, you know, it might get lost a little bit, but I still, there was something that really just kind of, once you let go of that, you kind of know, I don't know. It's like, once you get in the hot tub, you're like, oh, this feels great. Let's keep, let's see what else happens. Yeah. I guess I'm, I'm up for bubbles. Yeah. Yeah. I think what makes this work is there, I think there is just, even if the story feels weird, the characters are so lovable that it's kind of like, all right, well, I'm going to go on this journey because I find, you know, the the five of you, but, you know, including Miss Janice, I'm finding all of you so lovely and charming and I'm so emotionally invested in you that I'm somehow buying all of these narratives. And I'll say that, like, I don't ever completely buy the narrative of, like, Susanna and Milagros getting together at the end. Yes, that's probably my one thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, eh, no, I just don't know if... Maybe that's just something that didn't translate at all. But everything else works for me really well. And um, and I think that's wise, that I just... I think there's so much attention to the nuances of these relationships, the nuances of Maria and Susanna's relationship, the nuances of how Milagros talks to them. And that one of the things I love the most is that Bernarda, even Bernarda, but Bernarda and Milagros are not like strict uptight nuns. They have their moments, but they also like Milagros in particular, like fosters them going out to parties and sneaking out and like meeting music producers because they have a band. Yes, that was one of my favorite things also about Bernarda. I was like, you're not Meryl Streep in doubt. Right. You are, you loosen, like, you don't dislike her. And, like, she looks like that nun that's gonna just, like, get the ruler out. You know what I mean? And, like, whip everyone into shape and not be flexible at all. And normally you would think that wouldn't, like, create any... um, like dramatic tension, I guess, but it like works. Like even like, cause she still has like her own opinions. And I will say these women are 
acting. Like, there is not one performance in this movie where it's just like, there's so much crying and so yes. much believable crying that you, that's part of the magic of why I think it works, like you're saying. Oh my God, the crying in this movie. I mean, first of all, I just have to say the idea of uh, Gracia Olayo and Bella and Cuesta playing uh, Meryl Streep and Amy Adams' roles in Doubt makes me so excited. Yes. The idea of watching those two women do one of those scenes just transports me Ooh. mostly to see what Bella and Cuesta would do with Sister James. I mean, Spain... So let's produce it. We're right, starting right. a GoFundMe today. Yeah, how do you um, say doubt in Spanish? Let's see. <laughs> doubt is uh, duda. 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 How I do you say it's just till June in Spanish? <laughs> it's just. <laughs> that was good. That was really good. It's dark. Um, yeah. But yeah, there is. Uh, an inordinate amount of crying, and myself included. And I and I was like, the first time I saw it, I was like, you know, I'm off the Zoloft, I'm microdosing. I feel like I've got a real broad spectrum of emotions these days, and maybe that's what's going on. But then the second time watching it, I thought, okay, well, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm not gonna. And sure enough, I like the these these women. Just I was crying with them so many times, but. Milagros in particular, Bella and I'm saying her name so many times and probably incorrectly, but she is like Sandy Dennis when it comes to crying. Yeah, she can really turn it on at the drop of over like something silly, you know, or not silly. Like it's something that like, you know, wouldn't be normal text where you're like talking through tears. She can make work. You know what I mean? Just her nervousness. It is such an Amy Adams, Sandy Dennis type role. And she does it so well I was just and she's also funny and like weird and you know has this rebellious side that you're like always sort of rooting for in the background I really I really liked her a lot and she it's so much body language I mean there's there's one scene I think it's I think it's later in the movie when she's like, can I call the Pope? I'm going to call, go call the Pope. And then Bernard yeah. is like, yes, find the area code. And Milagros runs off. And there's this <gasps> way that she runs with her, like, yes, she yes. runs like a young Forrest Gump in the leg braces. <laughs> and then she does this, like, little, like, she, like, jumps off the end of the deck. Uh -huh. she, like, just, like, so giddy. I loved that. I'm so glad you brought it up. Of course you would notice it as well, but I also love this other moment. I think it's like the first time she's talking to Maria, I think. It might be Susanna. And she like bends down and like fixes her socks in like this nervous way. Oh my god. Ugh. Okay. That was the other thing. I'm yes. so glad you brought that up because that might be my favorite moment in this movie. It is when she is talking to Bernarda in the cafeteria and she, and Bernarda's like, are you okay? And she's like, I think she's crying about like, I don't know, oh, yeah. whatever she is. And then, Bernarda. Yeah, and so she's talking to Bernarda and I think she's just doing this like thing where as she's kind of talking, she leans over and, and pulls up her socks. It's yeah, like... I don't know if anyone told her to do that, but I think it's one of my favorite acting choices I've seen all year. It just blew my mind. I can't believe she pulled her socks up. <laughs> I know it's such a great sort of like physicalized like coping mechanism when you're when you're like uncomfortable. Like, what do you do? People like uh -huh. normally scratch their arm or look down and she fixed her socks. Like, I just it seems so natural and human and i i mean i was so on board with her like i at first i didn't know i will say it took me a second because i was like okay who am i looking out for and i knew it could probably be 
Bernarda or um, Milagros. So I, but then like, you know, the, I, I started to see more of what I, I wanted and needed from Milagros. Not, and this is saying nothing against Bernarda. Sure. I mean, it's just but, yes. two rich buffets, but one has, you know, some desserts as well. Yeah. I, yeah. That, so that scene, that is also one of my favorite scenes. So this is, you know, the movie is, you know, it, it, it opens and, you know, Maria has a vision from God and then she and Susanna sneak out and they go to a party and they take ecstasy. And, and then, you know, the next morning, you know, they, they get caught sleeping in and, you know, then are held back from going on the trip. But anyway, all of that conflict happens. And and then we get this this first, it's like the first time we see Bernarda and Milagros alone. And it's Bernarda kind of going over the choreography of some you know, a uh, musical number that she wants the camp to put on. And Milagros is upset and they have this this conversation. And what I love is that at this point, we've really only seen Bernarda be kind of like Maggie Smith and Sister Act, you know? Yes, yes, and, yes. You know, and you kind of just expect, okay, this is probably what we're going to get the whole movie. And then as Milagros is getting upset and they're talking, we see Bernarda soften and she, and and that's what kicks off this musical number is her being like, hey, Hey, what did we say when we got sad and you know whatever uh, wherever they used to be together and and it's such a nuanced conversation because Milagros is kind of doing this kind of like well I what did we you know like she's doing this kind of fidgety reaction yes, yes. and she says right what did, what what did he say what did we say and you know and then that kicks off the song like you know I am so happy why are you happy and the two of them of course just take off in this wild number and. I sw- I don't know why I it was like I ugly cried through it. It was so stupid. <laughs> I ugly cried through it. And then at the I love this new Colin. Though. I know. I love it. I'm I know. Who it. says I don't like musicals? I, this is what I wanted from Come From Away. For God's sake. Sure. You know? Yes. But kind of what you were saying before. One of the things I enjoyed as a musical and and also as a like you know Bernardo and Milagros kind of moment is after the song is over and like Bernardo's laying across the top of a piano and like. Milagros is, I don't know, on the floor or whatever. They both kind of like gather themselves and start laughing and like sit down on like the piano bench together. And it's just like, oh my God, whoo, oh man, you're, you're a sassy one. And it, and it's, you don't really ever see that or you don't see that very often is a musical number ending. And then the characters kind of acknowledging that they just did a musical number. Yes. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Like it usually just cuts. Like uh-huh. there's a big button and that's it. One of the things I, I want to go back to this, of course, but um, that makes me think of when I saw Avenue Q for the first time. And this is like well after it closed on Broadway because it was like off Broadway for a while. Um, after the opening number, the puppets are, you know, you know, I almost said standing there, but you know, they're the puppets are on stage and they all are huffing and puffing as if they just did a musical number. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, oh. I was like, that is so good. Right. But yes. It's that little detail. It's just, it's like leaving a little bit on, you know, what it makes me think of, it's a little bit different, but I feel like it's, it has a similar impact to the way that certain scenes would end in an episode of Schitt's Creek. You know how like scenes would kind of end on a like, it would almost like as if the scene went on two seconds longer than it needed to. And you'd spend that yes. time like seeing a character kind of react or go, Hmm. Okay. Well, you know, or something like that, that is not an end to an episode. It's like a little bit of fringe that they could have cut off, but they don't, you know? Yeah. This sort of like jagged sort of comedic timing that it's like, it's almost like, Lip. it's like, uh-huh. yeah, <laughs> right. Transitions. Right. And it's all about where it cuts sort of unexpectedly you know and I, and I yeah. felt like there was a similar moment at the end of this song where they're like sitting there laughing and panting and it does that same beat and then cuts and I was like 
see, I this is my kind of musical, you know, like this is uh, I don't I have no idea why this movie just gets me so emotional, but I um I don't know. Yeah, it was beautiful. And I I tell you, I mean, Gracia Alayo is um she's she's really making it happen. I don't know if that was a body double, but I do feel like she was uh she was really giving it her all in that number and I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> it was so fun to watch. There might have even been like some air guitar, but I didn't even mind it. Oh, I don't think there was though. Was I, there? I don't think there was. It seems like a very air guitar. Uh-huh. But they didn't take that opportunity, which makes it better. Yeah, yeah. And that's I think, you know, uh that's the real miracle. Yeah. I <laughs> I just love that moment. And it's really one of the only big musical number kind of moments in the movie, yes. even. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, Maria has a solo uh, earlier on, which is it, it. It also feels like not even the whole song. It's just like I feel like in a musical, there'd be like someone will sing part of a song, and then later they'll yeah. sing the whole thing. I don't yes, know what that reprise. is. The reprise. It uh, felt like just the reprise. Yes. yes, yes. Yeah. Um, but other than that, all of the musical numbers are are God singing Whitney Houston, or um, I guess the end is when is when Susanna and Maria perform their single for God. Yes, we don't get it until the very end. I mean, we'll talk about that too. Um, but you brought up God. I have a side question. Do you think that God should have been like a young hot guy, or does it? Do you prefer this guy? Because he very he, like imagine just like Teen Angel in Spain is what who this guy is, and I'm sure he's probably a legend. And I don't know who he is, so apologies. But um, do you think it worked? Uh you know, I thought it was a very kind of expected choice. Um to have him be just like an older white guy. I think he was fine. I wonder, I feel like I wonder it being a Spanish movie. And I wonder if there's something where informs like, Oh no, if you're going to do this, like God's going to be an older white guy and we'll just do a variation yeah. on that, you know, for whatever reason, I'm just wondering if that's part of it. Cause I could also see if they did an American version of this. I mean, like a production of this today might, even have God be a black woman. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for um, sure. Especially because if the voice of God is Whitney Houston, you know? Uh, That's true. Which is also yeah. like a beautiful, such a gay little message in this movie that the idea is like the voice of God is Whitney Houston. And that's, I just, that that is so yeah. gay. <laughs> it's so perfect. I love all the keys that he sang in too. I hope there's a soundtrack because I'm going to be singing along to those. Oh, that's a good point. Because it was like a male key. It was nice. Yeah. To go find maybe even some of the original like Spanish productions and see if they have some cast albums. I'd love to hear if there's like other songs in the stage version that oh, weren't yeah. in the movie. Who knows? And you know, the, the thing is that in this movie, they could have crammed more musical numbers in. They could have shoehorned in a bunch if they wanted to. There was space. There was. Yeah. I mean, they could have really, but it's it's not that the God numbers aren't musical numbers, but they just, you know, they're not staged as, you know, it's not two nuns, you know, just pushing each other around on a piano. It's just like him on the stairs. So it, it, you kind of like lose that. But, and maybe that's why I wanted more of that, like, you know, Bernarda and uh, Milagros just like, yeah, I don't know. I wanted more like Mamma Mia moments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I it would I think they could have. In a way. Yeah, I think none singing and dancing never gets old. Yeah. It was awesome. Um the only real big I that I forgot about the only sort of other musical number is Milagros' solo in the that oh, storage yeah. room, which oh. is another moment of like god can this woman cry? <laughs> yes. 
So she's, oh my god, yeah, she's go, going go. Through, She's going through all her old stuff. She has a you know a box of her like you know old pictures and you know an old CD. I think of you know probably from her band and an old dress of hers that she used to wear, and it's. I mean, I'm trying to think of like what scene I've I've seen that this reminds me of of somebody like going like pulling yes. stuff out of a box and then just like putting the dress to their face and crying, you know. I was literally just thinking that as you were describing it. I it it just feels like a trope, but I can't name one single television show or movie. Yeah, I don't know. Some, there's something about like crumbling into clothes of like someone who like passed away, but in a way it was like it's like her past life who passed away. It's like that's like how she was holding this dress um i don't know listeners chime in what is it all i can think of is isn't there at, like the end of american beauty doesn't have net benning like cling on to his coat all of his clothes in the closet after he dies and cries doesn't oh, that happen maybe it's been so long since yeah i've seen it so i i unfortunately don't know annette what did you do <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. what did i do in american beauty who do i call <laughs> yeah who yeah <laughs> Who did I hug? Who did I hug? Yeah, folks listening, what's your favorite crying into clothes moment in a movie? I know, yeah. Now yeah. I'm going to be on the lookout everywhere now, too. But I feel like it is, it's like a sub-sub-genre, but... Yeah, yeah, that's know. the car acting. Yeah, crying into clothes acting. But yeah, Milagros yes. cries into her dress and then gets into it and puts on some lipstick. And it, this was interesting as well, where like... We see this number where it, she's she's kind of imagining herself on stage and there's lights behind her and whatnot. But then we're also seeing it and hearing it from Susanna's perspective, uh, watching her from outside. And I thought that was really clever to show to kind of cut from back and forth that like here is a quote unquote musical number and here is somebody who's just singing to themselves in a room by themselves, you know? Yeah, I thought it was really staged well. Like just like the shot of Milagros for the first time in that red dress with the lipstick. It's like such a simple makeover too cuz like her hair already like looks good even though like it probably would have been like matted down from mm -hmm. her habit. Right. Um but it just like, you know, it works and I just love when like a woman puts on lipstick and like they're, they're just like a totally different person. Right. But it's so beautiful. I was like, "Ugh." And she looks great. She looks great. And then of course, you know, uh Susanna, you know, uh, she doesn't catch her, but there's kind of a moment of like, oh, you know, what are you doing here? And and um, and it was, you know, this was another. There's there's beats in this movie that, as much as we're talking about like tropes of crying to the close, there's also beat like unexpected beats. You know, similar to the way Bernardo was kind of sympathetic with Milagros in that earlier scene. In this moment, where. Milagro sees Susanna in the room, I kind of expect the usual beat of someone going, oh, oh my God, what are you doing here? And like, just there being no connection and them storming out, or oh my God, excuse me, and running out, and them mm -hmm. not having a moment. And instead, what happens here is Milagros is kind of like, oh my God, what are you doing here? And, and she's like, no, I just, got, I just got here. I didn't, you know, whatever. And then Milagros like laughs. She's like, oh, oh my, you scared me. I just, oh, I didn't know, you know, there's this kind of like softening that happens. And then they have this kind of sweet moment where Susanna's like, I know I've been in a lot of trouble and I feel really bad and I'm sorry. And I know some of that's to kind of set up the love story, but I I think maybe growing up in Catholic school, I'm just always like a swoon whenever I see like a warm moment with a nun <laughs> versus just like the strict <laughs> ruler slapping moments, you know? Of course, of course. Yeah, it, that is the really only time we get that sort of like crush setup for lack of a better word of Susanna being into Milagros it's like I th I just totally took it as oh my gosh she's not who I thought she was and she's actually really cool and she had a life and 
um, you know, that they were that, that was just going to like continue They They would like talk about it more or whatever. But it, it went way beyond that. Yeah, um, I, I, I needed one more scene in between, you know. I, and I feel like I what you're saying, I almost wish it was more of that, of just that instead of a love story at all, let it be that like Milagros and Susana. They help each other. Yeah, they help each mm-hmm. other. They're very similar. They're both musicians. And uh, and especially at the end, if does Maria die at the end? Does she go to heaven? What happens? Like, yeah, maybe start they, your own band. Start your yeah, own yeah. band, you know? Start your uh, sue, sue me. Latina instead of uh, Suma Latina or Latina, Suma whatever Latina. their band was. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Uh, so anyway, yeah, I, I, I did think that the everything around the crush and kind of it almost felt like, and I hate to say this, it almost felt like we were shoehorning and shoehorning, <laughs> shoehorning in the gay stuff just to make it gay. Where it was like we don't need to. Everything doesn't have to have a gay subplot, you know. And and I I guess. For me, you know, we're supposed to believe this narrative that, like, this kiss that, like, because eventually Susanna just goes for it and kisses Milagros. And um, that that kiss is supposed to kind of be the awakening that Milagros wants to leave the, you know, uh, the convent or whatever, uh, or, you know, leave the sisterhood. And I, I was like, no, I don't. I think this is no. We need to rework this. I love what's happening with Milagros, but it can't be because she's hooking up with a camper. Yes, I I think, like I, if we had to keep that kiss in when Susanna comes over to Milagros and just says like "fuck it, I'm gonna kiss you," like sure, let that happen because even um, Bernarda is like, okay, so she kissed you, that's fine. Like no one makes a big deal out of it anyway, right? So it could have just been like part of that, like you were saying, like part of that evolution of her kind of realizing it even like but not for that reason. Like she's just like, yeah, I just want to go out there and try things and live my life and. That was like part of it, but, but then they could have just like looked at each other towards the at the end. You know what I mean? They didn't have to seal the deal. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. right. I didn't need it. I didn't need that. Yeah, I just I didn't either. I just and and maybe this is something that didn't translate or something that just doesn't feel weird if you if you're from Spain. Yeah, maybe Who knows? there it is. But I I can accept that. That's where I'm like, all right, if that's if that's what you want to do, movie, it's your movie. But. Yeah, it is a weird love story. But there there's a moment though, I'd mentioned earlier, like connecting the subtitle with the with the inflection and kind of matching it up. Maria has tried um Bernardo's way of connecting with God through prayer, which um does not really work. And uh God laughs at her for, you know, uh, uh, reading a, a Bible verse to him after he sings Whitney Houston at her. And yeah. so she's very depressed about that. And then Milagros goes to talk to her and has this whole really more about herself of like, you know, uh, you're young and like you feel things very intensely, but you may look back and wish that you didn't do something a certain way. Yes. Oh, that um, was so good. And and as that sort of scene is starting and Maria is kind of like, you know, no, you don't understand. You understand. There's a, there's just like little micro moment where Milagros goes, listen to me for a moment. Yes. And do I you remember that? Exactly. Right. Where that moment was, because it's like this panicked, um, like she needs to get it out. She needs to say this. And also like the way that she almost like loses her breath a little bit as she's saying it and her uh-huh. voice shakes. It is so perfect. It's my favorite moment of the movie, honestly. Yeah. Is that? Oh God, that that stuck. Out. I was like, yes, exactly. Everything you just said, exactly. It's just, it it's just this great little thing that almost feels unscripted because it's like, how do you, 
how do you write that micro moment? How do you in? go there? Yeah. Yes. And like, it was so, it worked in the conversation so perfectly. It's just a great moment. And I think, you know, the, the, yeah, the, the challenge sometimes, and I can understand maybe this is other than just reading subtitles, maybe this is one of the things people don't like about foreign language movies is that they don't get that full ex- emotional experience of, of the inflection and the words and all of that, you know, to get the emotional impact. But this was one of those moments where it was like, oh, wow, the emotions of that just completely translated. Yeah, pun intended. I, I do believe that there, that, I mean, m- maybe it just depends on like the actor or actress, you know, I mean, they shouldn't have that responsibility anyway. They should, you know, be comfortable acting in whatever language they sh- you know they are but yeah with this scene specifically it's like you don't need to know uh what she's saying because you know you can see it's like even if the subtitles weren't there i'd still be like like enjoying that moment so much mm-hmm. yeah because there's just like the emotions coming through in her and what she's saying there's that sort of that panic that's coming through and kind of the just like choking back the tears where I think it's just the way that Milagros just exists, just the way that she talks, the way that she is so quick to get teary eyed. I mean, it's like there was a clip that was floating around a couple weeks ago of like Molly Shannon on uh, with Stephen Colbert on the late show where Mm. she was talking and she just starts, starts crying in the middle of what she's saying. And then just, it was this very kind of emotionally open moment. And I just feel like Milagros slash Bell and Cuesta has that where, um, it's like when Ru- whenever RuPaul talks about the Wizard of Oz, like on What's the Tea, sure. where immediately yes. the tears just come, and you're and it's not even uncomfortable because they just feel like an emotional person. Yeah, that is like a rare. I, I almost want to call it like a gift because it does feel good to be around those people every once in a while to just see that like yeah you could you can just cry randomly whenever you want it's fine but it's like I don't know there's like it just feels right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I don't feel wor- I don't feel uncomfortable if she gets upset. Um, yeah, you know, we haven't. You know, we talked a little bit Macarena Garcia, and but we haven't really said much about Ana Cast- Castillo Castillo. Cast- I'm gonna say Castillo Castillo. Yeah. Castillo. Yeah, I'm yeah, not for sure. She is, I think in Italian Anna it'd be Castillo, Castillo but in yes, um, the oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. She especially towards the end. I mean, like, is competing with Bell and Cuesta for crying. Yeah, I mean, I I googled what is the like Spanish equivalent of the Oscars, and it's called the Goya Awards. Uh huh. And uh, and it was Ana Castillo and Belen Cuesta who got nominated, both of them for I think both for best supporting, I think for the movie, which is I interesting. Think you're correct. Yeah. 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 Um, I was happy to see that. That yes, indeed, this is in in fact a literal BSA performance. Literal BSA yes. performances here. There have been nominations. And maybe it was just because Milagros wore that fanny pack so well. And oh my God, do you remember the scene where she put the fanny pack on when she was leaving? <gasps> I think it was after Susanna yelled at her about like, don't tell my best friend what to do yeah. or whatever. Yes. She's like, okay, girls. Well, and, and there's just this way that she puts the pack on, like pack against her front. And then she turns it around to kind of close the clasp at her waist in front of her. And it's just this little detail where again, I'm like, no one told you to do that. You are doing fanny packography over here. I know. And how that acts as like her suit of armor almost, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, it, all of this, you know, culminates, if you will, there's sort of an act one gun that comes up in that first, you know, musical number between Bernarda and Milagros, 
uh, where uh, music makes miracles, and it and you know of course there's a the joke that Milagros is miracles in Spanish, so it, it yeah of course it's like yeah. music makes miracles miracles, uh, <laughs> yes. and Bernarda realizes ah music makes miracles music and and as a big Whitney Houston fan herself which I love I love that she admits to Maria I'm Whitney Houston's number one fan I love her yes. and like realizes like oh that's that's the way to connect with God and I guess Maria and Susanna had figured that out as well because by the when Bernarda gets to their cabin with her little boombox Susanna and and Maria are are dressed in full Suma Latina garb and are ready to perform for God. And so then Milagro shows up in a red dress looking like the love child of Maria Bamford and Wendy Malick. I finally figured out that's who <laughs> yes, she looks like. There we go. Maria there Bamford meets Wendy Malick. <laughs> and <laughs> then these girls put on this, what I love, it's like, well, they're putting on this kind of slutty performance for God. But at this point, I kind of bought the idea that like, well, it's, God just wants you to perform music. There's no, you know, yeah. he doesn't care about your nudity. He doesn't care about, he created sex. God doesn't care about being sexual. Go for it, you know? Um, and so they put on this whole performance and then the wall opens and there's God at the top of the steps and everybody loses their shit. And, and then God starts singing Step by Step by Whitney Houston, which is a song I don't think I ever realized was a Whitney Houston song. I don't think I even know the song, but that doesn't surprise anyone because well, I don't know anything. Eh, well, but I, I uh, but I, I'm anxious to go back and listen to that now. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know what that is. I don't know her. I don't know her. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm glad you do. That to me also felt like the most traditional musical number because Milagros gets a you know a, a couple of verses or a verse or a line or two or whatever the word is. She sings for a little bit, and yeah. Bernarda sings for a little bit, and Bernarda like has this little fangirl moment, which is like very, I love the idea that she's, she loves Whitney Houston so much. And then in this moment, this woman who has dedicated her life to God gets to sing Whitney Houston to God like that. Oh God, I just love that. (laughs) That is a beautiful sentiment. Yes. It's so great. I just think that's so beautiful. And she just gets so like emotionally like, Ooh, she does one of these things. And I just thought that was so (laughs) sweet. And I, I just think there's something, I don't know, like I'm not a religious person, but like I can, I can get together with Jesus because I think, you know, that that's a whole different narrative than like, that's all like, I can get together with the the teachings. You know what I mean? I can get together with the treating people certain ways, you know? Um, I don't get together with the burning down abortion clinics. I don't get together with, you know, no sex before marriage or the gays or all that. But like what I think it's supposed to be about, I'm, I'm on board with. And so I feel like maybe that's, Spain being a very like Catholic country, like maybe that informs watching this movie is if you come in with like a general appreciation of like a spiritual relationship, you know? Yeah. What is that path? How do you, fi- how do you speak to God in a way? It's like, mm-hmm. that's the question. And I, and I remember too, like my, I was raised Catholic. I was raised Roman Catholic mm-hmm. and it was just like, my church was so boring. And like, as a kid, like, I don't know. I don't know any kid that like loves going to church unless there's like a youth group where you get to like, you know, play freeze tag for an hour or something like that. Right. Um, But like there was no music in my church. There was like we sung like in Romanian every once in a while. It was wild. Um, But but it wasn't like it wasn't hymns. I like still to this day, I'm not really like 
that well versed. I know that you know the hits, you know, as far as like hymns. But like when mm-hmm. I got church jobs in like college, and everyone, you know, these people have sung their these hymns all their lives, and I had to learn like a lot of them. But that's when like church became cool. Like when I started like singing in churches that had music, and I will say that that probably was the closest that I felt to God. I guess was mm-hmm. through music because. I don't know. It's like I I know that language and it was just a, a, a and like the music's great. A lot of hymns are just so especially like the old old ones. They're just really fun to sing, especially like Easter hymns, for sure. There's some bops and and I remember cuz I went to I was went to Catholic school all through, you know, all through the the days and the night all till senior year and uh I remember cuz I went to a K through 8 Catholic school and um when we had, you know, whatever, first Friday mass or different like masses, like, you know, school masses, I mean, people would be, you know, yeah, a lot of the songs were kind of boring, but man, would people get excited for this little light of mine? You know what I mean? Like, put, oh, of course, you just put at least sprinkle a little bit of Zatarans on, you put a little bit of Mrs. Dash and it makes a big difference, you know, like <laughs> just a little light of mine makes a difference. I also, uh, I, I could, for some reason we, one year for something we learned, we learned turn, turn, turn. And I enjoyed that as well. <gasps> Ooh, okay. Yeah. Uh, just that. because it was a little different. And so. Yeah, I think there is I could understand like people who have a a religious practice or experience that includes a lot of music, that includes a lot of that kind of participation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course you're going to feel something. That makes sense. Yeah. It's like this is I'd go to this summer camp. You know what I mean? If this yeah. is what the nuns were like. Oh my god, Milagros would be sm- I mean all of them, even the ones we meet in the beginning, the the bus driver, uh Oh you know, god, she's so good. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I, the the little nuns who come in when they're like you know who come in with her in the in the uh, in the cabin when they're like hey we got to get out of here uh, and one of them makes some comment about how boring Milagros is because she doesn't like kayaking and then Milagros yes. says yep yeah I know I'm very boring I know like it's <laughs> <laughs> and so sorry about it sorry about it but and you know even that like the the girl uh, in the the fellow camper in the beginning who's like you know tell them that it's a camp run by famous nuns it's not new york yes when you know yes. they're trying to call a cab and she and they can't figure out where to, how to tell the cabbie where to where to go and she kind of walks by or i think she calls that from the bathroom stall or something but yeah i just i felt like there was like even for the characters that we see for 10 15 minutes i i thought oh my god i i, I could spend the summer with you people Yes. I also love that the name of the camp is La Brujala, which means the compass, which I find very Uh like, you know, right on point as far as just like finding your direction and perhaps going in a different direction from whence you began. It's it's great. Yeah. Yeah. I this was uh, this is such a such a a sweet little movie. And um, Bella and Cuesta, I, of course, now have to. A, make sure I'm saying her name correctly, but B, Belen, Belen yeah. uh, I feel like I need to expand my repertoire because I know that she is in, there's another show that the Javis produced called Paquita Salas, which is, okay. um, it's it looks like it's a similar form, like uh, it, it, it's filmed and kind of behaves the way like The Office does. And uh, the main character is like a, you know, is a, a think he's it's someone in drag playing this woman uh who's like a a talent agent or something and i think bella and cuesta plays like her assistant or something so uh that's obviously more comedic and so i don't know how much uh crying into a dress there will be but (laughs) 
Yeah, I'm I'm obsessed with her. And so for any reason, if somebody listening is very familiar with this woman and can give me can point me in the direction of more miracles that she creates in movies, send them my way. Yeah. I mean, speaking of miracles, too, we didn't talk about uh, Janice the cook or Yanis the cook. I just loved her. She was like almost like a Maya Rudolph type. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I just I just like a little side character that's sort of there for Susanna. Is it Susanna who kind of talks with her? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's this this, the cook is her dealer, which is great. And how she's like, I'm going to write that down because she doesn't pay her all the money. I just, you know, she's organized. But I, I really liked her and she found her man at the end, which I I also loved. That was a nice little C plot that um that and it's great because she's introduced right after the after Bernarda and Milagros's big you know why why are yes. you happy number and I'm like I'm already on such a high from that and I'm like and we get Janice <laughs> yes, yes I would hang out in the kitchen with her every day like she's so oh, cool sure. and, and she rides a bike like a bicycle yeah like, I just loved that yeah and and yes there is a little c plot of of her you know being lonely and looking for a man and milagros prays for her to find a man and indeed it ends up being carlos the zipline guy who is very sweet i love the scene when he shows up to set up the zipline and he's like up on like a platform up in the tree and he's he's talking about setting it up and milagros is down there and as he's talking about he's like and we're gonna wrap it around this tree and we're gonna bring it over there and then it would cut to her and she'd she'd be like oh my god oh god Oh my God. And she just kept saying yes. that as he was describing it. I mean, and I knew the moment he showed up, I was like, oh, thank God. This has to be Janice's husband in the end, or her yes, lover at the yes. end. Act one, Carlos. And it's. Act one, Carlos. It was great. So I can't recommend this movie enough. I really, uh, it, for something a little bit different, a little bit weird, uh, you know, very, very charming, and, you know, a reason to kind of branch out to more international things. I, I feel like I've been getting a lot out of. You know, I watched the, I watched a Korean zombie movie and I watched a, nice. uh, a Uruguayan zombie movie recently. And uh, they were it was just there's something about like not to, I feel like this sounds pretentious, but I just I think what I'm getting out of like watching movies from other countries is that like they you can't watch them with that predictable model in your head of, oh, I know how these movies go. You know, like I feel yeah. like there isn't the American formula and, and not just in terms of the plot, but the emotional beats. Yeah, it's like how is art made in other countries? But I do feel that film is like the most universal and it's wild that we as Americans really don't branch off that often. And unless it's like, you know, Minari or, mm-hmm. you know, Parasite, because there's so much more to be had. And that's just one country. It's like it's so. Yeah, I agree. I think this is uh I think you should still keep, I mean, maybe you do the homework and I'll do my homework as well. Maybe I'll get into TV. I'm like, what right. Like TV series can I get into? Well, what that is making me think, and I hate to just spring this on us, but I feel like it's something that I am keen to do anyway. And I think mm-hmm. uh, would be very fitting for this podcast, but it might be kind of fun to maybe do a few episodes foc- focusing on, and I finally learned how to say his name correctly. Let's see if I get it right. Pedro Almodovar movies. Yeah. I, w- I heard you talking to Johnny on All Right, Mary about that, and I I was excited. Yeah. So, and I, yes. I think, I mean, because the thing, his movies are all about, because he has like the, you know, Alma, the, the chicas, his chicas. It's basically like Hitchcock women. You know what I mean? Like he has, yes. his movies always have, you know, I don't know if always, but as far as I know, you know, it's all about great female roles. And obviously all about my mother. Uh, I did it in the details and I can speak to that mm-hmm. as like, 
you're swimming in BSAs. You're just swimming in them. And nice. That could be a fun, maybe like a, you know, a month of Pedro or something. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Uh, and expand our minds and expand our, you know, our perspective on some Queens that we may not be aware of male or female. Yes, that would be excellent. Yeah. So, um, cause I feel like that's something we, we haven't done a ton of international stuff other than really the ones you mentioned, like Minari and Parasite. Yeah. And, uh, I guess Monsoon Wedding we could throw in there too. Oh but yeah. yeah, that's true. We did, you know, we're, we're branching out a little bit, but yeah, I, sure. I would love, cause I, I mean, we are of course going to, you know, we're going to do best supporting Spain. We're we're going to take a trip there. Apparently, I'm probably <laughs> going to move there. I think that I'm just going to get a citizenship. I'm obsessed. There we go. Yeah. Um. So, thanks, Milagros. Uh, it's so good. Everyone should watch it. It is two hours, but it does go by fairly quickly. I feel like it moves well. Yeah, well, an hour and 48, you know, I don't want to scare you Oh, an hour and 48. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and, and some of those are credits. So um, That's true, yes. But uh, I always count on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm always like, oh, no, but don't worry. Some of that's credits. Six to eight minutes. Yeah. Are credits, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can shave a little off, yeah. Well, any other any other thoughts or feelings or, you know? No, I feel good. I This is a, a beautiful little movie, and I hope uh, you listeners go watch it. Go yeah. watch it. It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix, you know, before they crack on crack on down on all of us who are allegedly not paying for it. <laughs> let's, get our, let's get our not our money's worth. Um, That's right. Well, on that note, we're being played off. So uh, big surprise there. Uh, I hope it's a Whitney Houston song. Oh, it is. It's well, it's a it's a karaoke version because I don't want to get go. a copyright yes, strike. There uh, we go. So it is a it's the karaoke version of Step by Step being played right now. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, there it is. Um, where can folks find more of you? Uh, they can find me on my other podcast, The Good Vanilla, which is a Barefoot Contessa podcast, or you can follow me on on Instagram and Twitter at Nick Kachanov. How about you? Uh, well, you can find me on All Right Mary. Uh, we've just wrapped up our season 14 coverage, but we've got a few weeks of, of fun episodes coming up. Our, our next episode is going to be a bracket, and it's going to be something <gasps> f- similar to what we do here, but a little bit different. Best Actress in a Rusical. Oh, my God. What an yeah. obvious like choice, but like, ugh. Yeah. yeah, I would never think of that. I love those brackets. I can't wait to hear that. Yeah, so that's gonna be really fun. We just rec- we've already recorded it, so I'm gonna edit it. Ooh. I'm gonna add a lot of audio clips in. I'll tell you, it. I'm so happy with who my winner was. I am. I mean, I already know. I yeah. already know. Don't I think say I do. It, but I, we yeah. can say it once we finish recording. But you already know who my winner is. I mean, I think so. Now I'm second guessing. No, you're right about these things. Um, <laughs> but more importantly, you can also find me on. Uh, well, you can find me on In the Details. I'm, 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 I'll get to that eventually. But in the meantime, there's tons of old episodes of In the Details, a celebration of nuance you can hear me on. And you can find me on Instagram at ColinDrucker underscore or more. Even more important than that, everything's more important these days, is finding us on Instagram in a best supporting capacity at BSA Pod. Or you can send us an email at thebsapod at gmail.com. And I bl- I'm, I'm, I'm looking around. Do I see peeled peepers? Yes, I do. Thank God, because we have a best supporting after show coming up where we are going to continue the musical discussions because we have Diana the musical to discuss in the best supporting after show this week. <sighs> 
can't wait. And a certain movie that, you know, is really sweeping the nation. Yeah. I can't wait to hear your thoughts on everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah, it is my everything. Ooh. And, uh... And so much more. And so if you want to join us for those, that conversation and so many others that have happened in the past in our archives, just go to patreon.com slash bsapod. Get over there. Sign up, everyone. It's a party. Yeah. And uh, that's all we've got. So I think the last thing I'm supposed to say on this podcast is that that, as they say... Nope, that's your line. That... Nope. <laughs> what is it? Nope. You do it. <laughs> is that... <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.